a really good point to make. We're going to do it. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Big Blue United Podcast. My name is TJ. I'm here with my main men this week, Dan and Colin. Yeah. What's up, friends? my way back into your good graces, I say. Que paso. Como estas? De nada. Is that the right answer? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. No, no, no. De nada is like when you do something for somebody. It's like if you if I if you got me a beer and I was like thanks you're like day nada no I'm just like it's nothing yeah. yeah it's nothing yeah well you could just wh- say nada which means no, I'm not, nothing yeah. yeah but um yeah nada is correct uh nada studios yeah oh, I was hey, just bad. thinking the same thing nice, shout out nice. to nada studios our sponsor this week oh I'd like that some they little, didn't little... pay us but they're just cool well and they record some fine rock and roll so yeah. Yeah, we, and we that. we're we're fans of fine rock and roll on this podcast. If y'all haven't noticed, speaking past. of which, I, I I went for a little run when I came home from work before, and you know what I listened to? You you guys will appreciate it. What was it? The hippos? Nope, close, same general area. Uh, Rufio. 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 Which did it? Uh, I I tried listening to them maybe the past year or two. Just didn't didn't hold up quite as much as I would have liked. Well. What was cool is, and I've been, I've been on this kick recently of like, when I feel like listening to a band or an artist, I put on the This Is on Spotify and just sure. let it rip because I don't know which album I want. Yeah. What was cool is like the first three or four songs on there, obviously above me is the first one because that's just the song. Um, but like it, it goes into the later yeah. albums and there's some kind of, there's some good jams on those later yeah. albums. I, I didn't they're, mind it. They're kind of like a poor man's slick shoes in my yeah. mind. Yeah. A little bit. You above know. me is like the quintessential, my girlfriend, my skateboard song. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> For all you pop punk fans out there from the early but, 2000s. And, that doesn't yeah, even, they're, they're so, not even on the radar for anyone that like mentions pop punk these days. When you mention pop punk, they're like Blink-182. My Chemical Romance. All Time uh, Low. Yeah, good like good those... Charlotte. Like those if bands any... that we were so into, no one no one knows those bands. No. Everyone knows Good Charlotte. They were hugely yeah, popular. But no one knows Rufio. No. I'm just saying, like, uh, if anyone had ever heard of Rufio before, prior to us talking about it right now, um, yeah. send Dan a message at bigblueunitedpodcast.gmail.com. He's going to personally send you a $100 check. <laughs> Include your yeah, address yeah, yeah. in there. Yep. Yeah, yeah, same. If you know the Star Killer, I'll come to your house oh, and give you a handshake. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that, that's uh... that was a band we played with, uh, and the lead singer would always have his back. Or no, the lead singer was the only one fo- facing forward because he had to sing. Their and the rest of the band was just turned around, not looking wow, at the audience. How the heck do you remember that? I don't even. We remember. played. I remember, they I remember played with the band, Pro Monroe. But... Remember? Yeah. Was oh, that this? Pro Monroe. Wow. Yeah. This is really old. This yeah. is this is uh this is a good start to this podcast. Well, yeah, really wants to know the start yeah. of the start of training camp. Everyone wants to find out about 2002 pop punk in Hudson it, Valley. Well, yeah, I mean it's an, it's an exciting podcast. We officially started season three today, season three, episode one, right now, right in now. your face. Um, and we're we're excited if football is is back. Football is back. In parentheses, close enough. Giants Twitter is more fun now. People seem to be, you know, already just ripping each other apart on twitter and i'm enjoying every minute of it you know well but you know what it's a little different and you know why and and i'll start right from from the get-go here there seems to be one rallying cry between all facets of giant fandom and it's how much pat leonard sucks at his job (laughs) i think that is something that across the board if you follow or read any giants beat writers he is the one that blows the hardest he reflect on that Serious. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, 
I, I think he's worse. He's like starting off right off the, the, the get-go with basically trying to piss off everybody in the organization and outside of it. I mean, you could tell Dable just hates him. Yeah. He hates him. No, I mean, how could he not know? I like, think he doesn't know how to formulate a question, man. Like, like what, what is the response you think you're going to get from asking questions like yeah, that? You know, the last time, you know, he, I saw the tweet or whatever, where it's like, I can't believe Pat Leonard is a real reporter. And he's like, so like, at what point do you like want to see the team play well, as opposed to like, not put them in situations where it's okay to make mistakes. And, and Dibble's just like, what does that even mean, man? Yeah. It's like, I'm well, just coaching the team. This is how you coach a team. And and, you know? it, and it's only been three practices, Pat. <laughs> like, come on, guy. I mean, shut up, dude. Well, yeah. the, best, the best was uh, Kadarius when he's like, and he's not a, a you know, uh, you know, he doesn't speak a lot of words and has a, a, a large speak vocabulary. A lot of <laughs> but he's, he's standing there listening to Pat Leonard ask him questions. And the question basically was, Oh, so in the offseason, what did you think about the the rumors that you were going to be traded? And he's just like, well, I talked to everybody in the building, and they told me I wasn't going to be traded. So that's it. Yep. And it's like, <laughs> so you're just making crap up. I mean, to- after after Shane put him in his place about asking about Kadarius, who I, we're going to call KT from now on because that's, a, that's what my boy Dave's calls him. Yeah. Uh, Asking and, and Shane was just like, We're not trading Kadarius Tony. Not happening. Why is he still asking the question? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you know what? I, I do have to commend uh Dable uh for the way he's been handling Pat Leonard's questions in press conferences because he looks like he's about to just absolutely rip his head off and and, and drop kick it through the uprights, but he like takes a very tactful um kind of like gathers his uh um He's letting him hang himself. Oh, yes. And, but also, like, end his answer with something very smart and just, like, you can't ask a follow-up after I answer this question because th- let's end this now. You're wasting my time. And Just uh, you sort of kill people with, like, a little bit of facts and then a little bit of kindness, but have that look in your eye like, I'm going to jump down your throat and kill you. But then just leave it alone. I, you, <laughs> you know, I do that when I'm bartending quite a bit, quite a bit I feel like. It's a good skill. Dan, what I love how he handles can, can the media Can you role in play that for us, TJ? Like, what, uh, what so scenario? It's, it's Saturday night, about 8 p.m. Yeah. The whole bar's full. Every table in the restaurant's full. Someone comes up to the bar and asks me, "Where do you? Where do I order a drink around here? Or can I get a drink here?" And I look at them and I go, "Yeah, you can order one right from me, buddy." <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what would you like? What would you like? Yeah. Well, hey, hey, give these people some credit. Maybe they see you and you're just, you just have this air of, well, you, there wouldn't be any way you are the bartender. You own the place. Why would you even be doing that? Stooping so low. Isn't that, you know? While, while I'm pouring a beer. Yeah, yeah. You're asking yes, me this yes, question. Yes. Where can I get a drink? I don't know. I guess, I guess across the street. <laughs> I guess that's a fair point. <laughs> there's, just, there's just water and iced tea in these bottles behind me, bro. Let, I mean, I don't know. I can't help you. Definitely not the guy behind the bar that's pouring all the drinks. He right. can't get you, you know, it's it's like I, I I'm I'm joking, but I'm actually not joking. Like this has happened to me multiple times over the years. I mean, it, it's the that's like the dumbest question I've ever been asked. Not that I haven't been asked a bunch of dumb questions, well, you know, is, over is, the years, but it's, it's it, it, that one's the most so ridiculous to me. Could do you think that could just be like a a nervous? I'm not good at talking to people I don't know. Like icebreaker question. For sure, but like you know. 
when you go to like a pizza place and you go up to the counter, do you go, can I get a slice of pizza here? I mean, no, what else do they do there? That's a fair point. That's a very good point. I don't know. Like, uh, it's you know, another thing that people do that is always annoying to me. It's like when one person sits down by themselves and you go, hey, what's up? Do you want something to drink? They don't answer. They just go, I'm waiting for somebody else. Like, I'm not judging you for being alone at a bar, dude. I've been alone at a bar a lot of times, as is every other bartender. <laughs> that's such a weird response. Dude. No, yeah, dude, really th- that's that's like super common, though. I get that like two or three times a week where like people come in by themselves waiting for someone. And they're like, the first thing they want you to know is like, I'm not alone. I'm waiting for somebody else. Do you think but, it's because they don't want to like order anything and they want to like wait for someone to get there? I just don't think they want you to think that they're like a guy alone mm-hmm. at a bar. Or a okay. lady alone at a bar. See, see, but a lady you know saying it is one thing, though. But a guy, like, what? what just get a get a beer. You know what? You know what's a real good, really good to me is when someone just comes in and does and is confident and doesn't give a crap about what I think about them because I don't give a crap about you yeah. at all. Really, I just you know. Yeah, like this guy came in and was like, "Yeah, I don't want any of that BS IPA craft stuff. Just give me a, a pure gold Bud Light." Yeah, yeah. And, give and a Bud if you have Light. I'm to like, say, shut up. I'm like, give me some money. I'll like, I'll just give me some money. That's it. I'm like ruining my brand right now, telling everyone (laughs) the truth. (laughs) As usual, guys, please follow Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow us on Twitter, BBU Podboys with a Z. Download that DraftKings app. Use promo code TPPN. Follow our lovely podcast network at the Pigskin Podnet on Twitter. And last thing I'll say is we were supposed to have ESPN. Uh, contributor writer host Jason Reed on is talk about his new book. Um, unfortunately, we had to postpone that, but we will have him on hopefully next week to talk to him about his uh, new book. Um, yeah, so stay tuned for that. Um, before we hop into training camp, I want to do a little bit of around the league because there's two things I think that are fun to talk about if you guys have other stuff, sure. But I think Deshaun Watson would be a really good place to start. Um, ended up getting suspended six games only. Um, I mean, when I say six games only, I feel like you, I'm comparing this to other suspensions in NFL history. Yeah. So, I mean, the one everyone's talking about is, you know, Calvin Ridley who got a year for going on DraftKings. you know, you see guys like Josh Gordon, Darren Waller, Martavius Bryant and recent, recent history who have missed seasons or a whole season for drinking or smoking pot. <laughs> missed an uh, entire career for Josh Gordon. Yeah, Josh Gordon for getting, getting mean, high and getting drunk. You know, I missed his whole career. That's that's a whole other story. But you remember uh, yes. Josh Brown, the Giants kicker? Yep. Yeah. Uh, who got suspended a whole year for admitting that he had physically abused his wife. Yep. Oh yeah. yeah. Adrian Peterson got the same amount of time as Deshaun Watson for getting convicted of child abuse. Mm. DeAndre Hopkins is missing six games for taking a supplement. He didn't know how to ban substance in it yet. Deshaun Watson gets six games for 25 sexual assault allegations, including 31 that uh, 31 lawsuits. The Texans settled for millions of dollars. Yeah. Uh, It's, it's just, it's that it's the typical NFL. Let's just kind of figure out our rules as it goes on, depending Mm -hmm. on how much money we know we're going to bring in. Um, and the, the hapless Browns one way or the other, you can't bring the best player on their team currently and not have him play the entire year. So six games is what's going to be good just so they can get him back and make the TV ratings go up or whatever. He's That's also it, losing $345,000 out of his $230 million contract. Oh, no. That's really not that bad. <laughs> yeah. Poor baby. I, I thought it was more money than that. That's insane. Mm. 
Yeah, that's not good. Well, it's the NFL. It's they do what they want, and you know yeah. they it. Well, like people are going to complain, and then what's going to happen? Nothing. Well, apparently there was a, an independent arbitrator here who made a made a compromise. The league wanted a, a year, but I mean, you oh. are right, Colin. You really? are right because the NFL has you know a track record of letting superstars sort of get away with this stuff. I you know I think Greg Hardy is a really good example. He like almost killed a woman and that was like didn't get suspended at all. Or like a, a couch full rifle. of machine guns. Yeah, yeah couch. Yeah, throwing a woman on a couch full of machine guns. Yeah, that, that's the that's the title. Machine gun couch. Machine uh, no, it's not. It's not good. Um, or like another another one. I know Ray Rice. You know, ended up actually getting you know blacklisted from the league. But do you remember like when the news first came out that he had like hit his girlfriend, wife, whatever, and they didn't really suspend him at all. And then yeah. a, a couple weeks later, the video came out. And everyone saw the to. video, and all of a sudden they were like, "Oh yeah, he's suspended a year." They don't yeah. want to give those suspensions to big name guys. They don't want to do it. They they also totally saw that video before it came out. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, that was pathetic by the league. Honestly, it was so so stupid. I mean, yeah, no one expects much. Here, here's yeah. a quick question, kind of related. I know, regardless of what his contract is, which I don't know what it is at this point, but like, how much longer do you expect Goodell to be around as the commissioner of the league? As long as he doesn't rock the boat, as I think they love money. Him. Yeah, I think they, the NFL has been making more money every year. I think that's all that Matt, he's doing his job. No, no, I asked that in a way of like he he doesn't have to worry about money ever again. He might just go right out on top and just like leave one year. Do you think he'll do that? No, I think he'll stick around for a long time. To be mm-hmm. honest, the league loves him. He's getting paid. I don't think his job is particularly like that intense. To be honest, I no. Mean, and he makes forty-four million dollars a year or whatever. It's basically, it just delegation and dealing with you know the big stuff when it happens. Reading yeah. draft picks. I mean, I giving hugs. Yeah, giving hugs. Yeah, <laughs> kissing, like, kissing dudes on the lips. He's essentially essentially has to fall on the sword for all the owners that don't want to you know suspend Deshaun Watson. That's it, Dan. That's yeah. it, man. Yeah, hundred percent. And get and get hugged entirely too hard by by really really big offensive lineman i think i think he'd probably get like broken at the draft and in, in half by like a big dude getting hugged then he will retire do you think he prepares I think that's more draft? likely do you think he works out knowing he's gonna have to get hugged hard i think they probably yeah. like did a wolverine type situation with him replaced his bones with with metal <laughs> maybe <laughs> that's the worst superhero of all time <laughs> roger could tell you can't you can't break his spine it's made of yeah. metal <laughs> he's immune to, to hard hugs that's his, <laughs> his great skill <laughs> hug him as hard as you want <laughs> oh that's oh, silly. man um the other thing i want to talk about was this kyler murray contract that includes Four hours of film study a week. Is this not the dumbest, funniest thing you ever heard of in your life or what? They they took it out. Wasn't that the big they thing? They took it out? They took it they out today. Because of all the bad publicity. It was last week they took it out. Oh, I thought it was. Oh, they announced <laughs> it today. I'm not up on this story, apparently. Well, good for him, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, it was funny. Saying, and now it's funny it again. It is funny, man. <laughs> well, I just don't get it. Like, I feel like if I was an NFL quarterback, I would love film. Just I want to know. I want to like. I want to get into that. The strategy of it, like that's the best, wouldn't you think? I mean, I know studying isn't fun, but it's something you do that you supposedly love and get paid a lot of money to do. I don't think that like you're in a in a mindset where you're that physically gifted that you think you can skirt by those things. I think if the three of us were were in that situation, be like, well, yeah. You know, we have to do those things because we have to be on a, on a level playing field and we have to know. But if you're like Kyler Murray, who's gone his whole life just by being fast and smart 
I mean, maybe you don't care as much. Yeah. I don't know. I'm with you, TJ. Also, is that outside of like the mandatory in the classroom with coaches? Because I feel like you definitely do that's on, like on his own mandatory film study. That uh, yeah, it was supposed to be like independent. Oh, okay. and, like I read the whole clause. It was like you can't have the TV on in the background. You can't oh, have your no. phone distracting <laughs> you. Blah blah blah. So I mean, it, it was sort of like very specific in what they were trying to get out of him. It, when I was reading it, it kind of like reminded me of the whole Jamarcus Russell thing, where they yeah, like yeah. gave him gave him a blank uh cd and told him it was there was film on it and they asked him about it and he was like yeah it was uh it was really interesting <laughs> to watch yeah gotcha yeah uh i mean Come i don't on. think i think kylar is is, is, it, is it is you say kyler or kylar kyler like you've heard like, these names before <laughs> i don't know I, he's I just, just slipping like into his middle-aged white manness pronouncing it wrong on purpose <laughs> that i forgot <laughs> kyleton murray Kyle, <laughs> Kyleton. Well, I think uh, if anything, the, the embarrassment would scare him enough to be like, "All right, well, or maybe I'll actually start doing it a little more." Hey, I don't know. Could bring him to the next level. I mean, like I said, he's at without Hopkins for half the year, so he might and need he's, to. Uh... He's great, but he could be better. Why don't you get to that? To next me, level? it raises more questions about like the coaching staff and what goes on there. I yeah. don't know. Like, it, it feels like Cliff Kingsbury does a lot of cool things, but he runs like a really loose. Yeah. sort of operation and like so. they do fun stuff and interesting stuff but also like there's not much discipline or structure uh-huh. it's just like the outside impression you get and, and this sort of reflects that and they're like all right we got to get kyler better let's make him study more via his contract it's a very um, uh college like situation i mean that's that's where he came from yeah, that whole yeah college we're gonna get rid of your stuff. scholarship if you <laughs> If you don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything else around the league you guys want to hit on before we move on to training camp? Uh, I thought it was interesting that uh, Debo Samuel and, and the 49ers came to an agreement after having such a, a volatile offseason where it seemed like uh, every time he was being asked by uh, a random fan or the media if he was going to be staying in San Francisco, he was like, hell no. But, well, maybe it was he was just doing what um, – I don't know, his agent was bidding in terms of uh, playing the game the right way, which uh, apparently it ends up, I mean, I I just looked at it very briefly. It's going to be over by the time he's 29, so he can be in line to get one more good payday after this Three years, 71 million, 51 million guaranteed. I mean, I think the end of the day, it was money. Isn't that always what it is? I think he was still on his rookie deal. Just wanted mm. to get paid. He got paid, and that's you know that's it. Yeah, and it might be a lot int- more interesting with uh, Trey Lance's slotting into the starting role there too. So who knows? I mean, it's a bit of a risk, but money's money, so he'll stay. He was going to get that money somewhere else, and he didn't want to play. True. So I think they had to throw it at him. Yeah. Plus, you know, once they get Jimmy G's uh, contract off the books, if they manage to do that, then it's it's less of a big deal. I, I feel like for them. Once he's, you which, know, once Jimmy G's on the Giants. No, 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 no. <laughs> let, let's let's talk that out of uh, the the atmosphere. Because... Well, let's let let let's talk about it in the atmosphere a little bit because Jones has not looked good. No, no. But but you think this guy's going to be better? No, no, no. No, yeah. I, I don't. I don't mean that they should trade for him, and I don't think they should, and I don't no. think he'll be on this team. But that you know, just to say that the Giants don't look settled at quarterback, at least in the first four practices of preseason. No. And, and, you know, I saw one video from very far away because that's all the video that they're basically putting on the internet now from the, uh, the talking giants world, basically, but and, except they made, I think I saw as well, uh, the rules got even harder at uh, training camp to even take video there. They started uh, kind of having people not be allowed to do it anymore, but 
It's one video I saw. I, I thought it was like an old school Eli Manning drill where you throw the ball at people's feet as, as hard as you can <laughs> and, and, and behind on it's short a safe pass. It's a safe pass. <clears throat> yeah, safe pass when no one's going to catch it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess he's, he's You're struggling. only losing two yards anyway. It's not... Well, what's odd and what I'm hearing is he's struggling with the short passes and the long ones are not really an issue that much, which is an odd thing. So I don't know if that's a mentality thing. I don't know. I mean, it, it's also, what, four or five practices? They just started in pads today. Yeah. I mean, we got to, you know, this we're reading into what the information we have available. So maybe yeah. we're jumping to conclusions a little, a little too fast. But I mean, what else are you supposed to do right now? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, but he's yeah. thrown a lot of picks. He's yeah. just not very good. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what I mean. I also read that, like, I don't know if they're covering for him or what, but that, you know, they asked him to throw, you know, fun balls to the defense to see how they would react to them. I don't understand how that sort of works out in terms of, you know, strengthening your defensive unit. Um, but yeah. it certainly does a lot to make people think your offensive unit is, is less improved than we'd hope it would be even through four practices from, you know, basically total ineptitude last year. Yeah. Well, and going back to the Pat Leonard questions to Dable, I mean, I, I, a lot of his answers were about how the practice in particular that Pat was watching was they were practicing third and longs like yeah. over and over again. So yeah, it's good. You're going to be behind the eight ball a little bit more, especially trying to to do very specific kinds of passing to get first downs or touchdowns or whatever. But I don't know. I, I I'm yeah. He's not. He's a middling QB, as our joke he continues on, and he's going to continue to do that. I think the the amazing thing uh, will be what this coaching staff may be able to squeeze out of him before we eventually move on from him. Um, however, in that same breath. I don't know how much better Ty God would be if he was the starting quarterback either, as much as Dan would love to see that happen. I don't think he's that much better. So we're not in a great scenario either way. I think we're going to find out. Yeah, probably halfway through the season. However, they worked on the running game quite a bit uh, in these first couple of practices, and that's been looking pretty decent from what I read. (laughs) But before we get into the Giants, did you guys see this Gardner Minshew piece? No. What? (laughs) He lived for five months outside of a gym in Florida in a prison bus. What? <laughs> Wait, were there uh, prisoners in it, or was it just no? No, he oh. like he like rented this bus. He like slept in it, and he parked it next to his gym. He he was with convicts in this bus outside a gym for five months. The convicts didn't go to the gym. They're all locked no. up in there. They're just yelling at him. When yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted the environment of being in prison at night to keep him hungry. I did yeah. read that, but that's amazing. That's, that's really good. What? So awesome. did he buy the thing, or he was renting it? He I think he wanted a a vehicle that he could sleep in. And he wanted to live next to his gym. So he literally lived in the parking lot of his gym. The Giants should just trade for him. I want him as the quarterback. So <laughs> I love bad. that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> what man. team is he on? What, the no? Eagles, man. The, the Eagles, Eagles got him for like a six round pick or something. Which blows. I hate that he's on that team. Yeah, whatever. He's, ah. he's, he's, he, he, he might be better than Daniel Jones. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, he's um, more exciting. Definitely. Definitely more exciting. Well, at least like better swagger. To fulfill the dream, he bought an old inmate transport vehicle and gave the interior a hippie makeover uh, with Pink Floyd albums, Leonard Skinner albums, Sabbath, candles, lava lamp, and he oh learned to play God. guitar. So he's taking <laughs> character he's taking, above human yeah. being at this he's point. He's taking four and a half foot bong rips and then going to the gym every day. Dude, That's he's going to be making like $15 million a year with his podcast once he decides to do it. Like, yeah. it's, he's going to be filthy rich. This he's persona. 
he's going to make Pat Pat uh, McAfee or whatever his name is retire from from his. That dude's shit. set, even though he's sort of cheesy. Yeah, he's he's not that funny, and he's just kind of obnoxious. Yeah. Football fans, DraftKings changed the fantasy game forever in 2012. Now, 10 years later, they're doing it again with Rainmakers Football, their first ever NFT fantasy game. A new way to enjoy daily fantasy football, a new shot to win millions of prizes, and the only NFT fantasy game licensed by NFLPA. Playing Rainmakers Football is simple. Buy, sell, bid, and win player cards of the biggest names in the game through regular drops and auctions. Build your collection of football stars and enter free Rainmaker football contests all season long to compete for millions in jaw-dropping prizes. Each week, craft your lineups of athletes from your NFT collection and rack up points for touchdowns, receptions, and more, like you would in daily fantasy football. The next generation of fantasy sports is almost here. Download the DraftKings Daily Fantasy app now and sign up with the promo code TPPN. Click the Rainmakers tile and opt in so you can be ready for the next drop. Play free for millions in prizes all football season and build the ultimate NFT fantasy franchise with Rainmakers Football. That's promo code TPPN, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Yeah. Um, anything else um, offensively, guys? I mean, there's there's some fun, like, you know, play calling, I feel like. We're actually seeing the Giants do pre-snap motion, which is pretty cool. I think what I read was more than 50% of the snaps are doing stuff. We saw Good. Kate, we saw Tony throw a, throw a pass on uh, Friday. Yeah. We've seen Richie James in the backfield. Saquon out wide. I mean, what about the sort of just in general, the offensive scheme are you guys been enjoying from training camp so far? I, I had a question for you guys. Are, are you guys buying this uh, KT Wandell uh, relationship, friendship? Like they're, they're best they're, buds? They're pushing it hard. Uh, what, Giants media or? Giants specific yeah. media are pushing it hard. And are you buying that already? Or I mean, I don't see why not, but also. They're both young guys. They're, yeah. They spend a lot of time together. I think, you know, when you're, you know, for instance, like when you go to college and are you guys still friends with your roommate that you were ha- like were randomly assigned your freshman year? No, no. I mean, maybe maybe not to this day, but like, you know, how good of friends were you with them at the time? Not good. Really? Interesting. Yeah. You oh, love I- that dude you live with, Colin. I thought, I mean, <laughs> Danny Weiss and, uh, and Ian, I don't know. Like, I feel like two dudes, you just sort of like get matched up together, spend some time together. Yeah, no, I feel you, TJ. Yeah. Misery breeds. Yeah. It's a camaraderie. You have a similar interest where you're, I I guess what I was getting at is more what Colin was saying. Like, it seems a little fabricated to to show them as best bros already. I'm sure they're all buddies, you know? Yeah. I, I, I've going back to, to the pre snap motion aspect of things that orbit, uh, uh, motion, motion that yeah. Wandell has been doing where he comes halfway with that bubble motion. Yeah. And then back around uh, Jones and then to the other side, he didn't get thrown the ball in the, the video that I saw, but like, that's great for just confusing defenses from time to time. I, we, it's like one of the easiest things you can do with a well-conditioned athlete in the, in the backfield. And we never did it before. So um, yeah, I, I think it's cool. I, I, it's cool to see it on on these videos, the training camp. But like, I need to see it in the game, and I know yeah. hey, preseason's coming, and it's coming quick. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely at least going to be. You'd have to imagine more interesting than what we have seen 
in the past few years. So yeah, I know that Jones isn't where he, he really needs to be. And, and we've seen some struggles from Slayton and Galladay as well. Uh, drop passes and whatnot. Yeah. Um, do you think Slayton will make the team? And, and, and do you think Galladay, you know, is going to clean up these drops or do you think like this is one of the worst contracts in the Giants history? I mean, well, what did I see that the Galladay's done a p- pathetic job of, of even attempting separation from, from anybody who's covering in, in camp like that. That's not good. That doesn't bode well. I mean, I think he'll end up being in situations where he'll, he'll have some games where he'll have like four or five catches, maybe a touchdown, but then he'll get lost for a couple of games. I think that's going to continue. I really do. You don't think he's going to have a thousand yard season this year? No, absolutely not. No. What do you think, Dan? I, I, again, like it's, it's hard to say. I've heard all the, the bad stuff coming out of camp and coming out of training and, Obviously, last season gives you nothing to, to believe in. I ultimately have a lot of faith in this coaching staff, so uh, I think he'll be in a position to reach the heights he, he reached in the past, but I don't think we're going to be able to get him the ball the way he used to. Matt Stafford is a much different quarterback than Daniel yeah. Jones. You see what Stafford did to Cooper Cup, who was you know prior to Stafford joining the Rams, was an excellent slot receiver, and now he's probably the best, you know, at least most productive receiver in the NFL. Um, Stafford, I mean, always elevated his number one guy. Um, Daniel Jones uh, neglected to throw to receivers last year. (laughs) Just full stop. So, I mean, well, that wasn't all his fault, but eh, yeah, it wasn't. But now I don't know. I don't, I don't think he has the tools to, to elevate a guy like Galladay, even though he should theoretically be a guy that could, you know, transcend quarterback play by just going up there and getting passes. But I don't know. A thousand would be very optimistic in my opinion. Agreed. Yeah. And you'd think the easy way to get Galladay like into a motion, into a, uh, a rhythm rather um, is, you know, lean on him in goal line situations. I think with how this offense is, is going to be modernized, you're going to see the little guys getting the touchdowns in the re- uh, red zone or the green zone. If you want to go Tom Coughlin speak more than him, just because of like the, uh, you know the shovel passes and the and the um, those weird uh, Chiefs quasi shovel passes. What do you call it? It's like uh, like the the inside shovel pass. Like yeah, up the yeah, the one that's like you don't see coming at all, and to, all of a sudden they're out. To, yeah, Devontae Booker. Oh yeah, Devontae Booker might be back. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean they have had Kafka been call has been calling the plays so far yep. in preseason, which I don't think any of us called at all. But Dable was not committal to see if he was gonna be the play call in the actual season, but maybe this is, you know, a tryout. This is the, the tryout. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think you can see a lot of those things, Colin, and, and you're right. Um, I think that those kind of days of the fade in the back of the end zone to the yeah. tallest guy on your team might be yeah. over for the giants who have been in love with that play for as long as I've been watching. <laughs> to go. I mean, yeah, it worked in the super bowl. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It can work really well, but I think in today's game, it, it it's covered. Yeah. A lot the, more the only guys that get those passes are like Travis Kelsey and Gronk. Yeah. Like you don't, there's I don't, yeah, it's not I wide receivers a, anymore. Really? No, just big, you know, really big dudes, you know, making mismatches in, in short, short yardage. And, you know, regardless of who your tight end is, they're going to be bigger than the guy covering them. And in a short yard situation, they're not going to need, all they need is initial burst. They don't need to, you know, maintain that speed down the field to get open. So yeah. I definitely see that as, as a, you know, a trend as well. But, um, when we got to talk about like a wide receiver that makes you feel happy, Kadarius Tony, huge amount of reps, doing a ton of good work right now. Yeah. Um, I know I wanted to bring up that uh, they played his 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 music. Yeah, man. During the 
practice. Which and surprised them with it. To me, is is good because from everything that we've read about Tony, everything I've heard about Tony from people that have actually met him as a person, is that the coaching staff is going to require to put in work to make a relationship with him. And I think this is a really good step, you know, in 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 the vein of the kind of person that he is yeah. to to make a make an impact on on him, you know, personally to bring him into the fold. Um, I think it's good I they didn't it. make like a big deal about it. Like they weren't like, "Hey, we're gonna play your song." Like, yeah, cool. yeah. Like they just like did it like it was nothing. You know, they were all and, warming uh, up and it was on. And then they asked him about it. And he was just like, "Yeah, pump me up a little bit." I was like, "Oh wow, coach really." Uh, he he said out he said something along the lines of like, "Oh, coach, coach really wants to to motivate me." In so mm-hmm. many words, and I was like, "Yeah, man, that's like you're an inclusive family team. Yeah. Like, and you want to fight for each other, and this is the way you do it. Not just you know." make them run laps because they should be punished. That culture shift is, yeah. is awesome. It yeah. shows me that the coaching staff, you know, either truly does or understands the importance of, of caring about their players as they are as people. And that's what they said from day one. Like clearly Kadarius Tony very much is concerned with like his music career and, and making like mixtapes and, and dropping songs. And like, that's important to him. So throw him a bone, throw, play, play the song, show like, you know, show them props in that respect. And I feel like that goes a long way to building some level of trust and respect between, you know, coaches and players. Like what, what, what were they playing with Joe judge there? It was probably like some like wagon wheel. Wagon wheel. Wagon wheel. Yeah. One of the best jokes from, from last season was Joe judge listens to wagon wheel on repeat. (laughs) And it was like really low and nobody heard it. That was was one of my favorite jokes last week, last year. I um, I, I know I I'd be hard pressed to this is a, a a bit of a take but like I I'm almost proud of uh, of Mara at this point in in how he is obviously letting this new coaching staff do what they want he's not not that he would meddle in this kind of way in the past but it's clear that they have their own vision of how to build this culture <laughs> how to, to build uh, uh, the relationship he handed over the, the Spotify password. Yeah, yeah, they, they, <laughs> he's ruining his algorithm right now. <laughs> John Mara's <laughs> algorithm's all screwed up. Uh, yeah. It's not just uh, brown what do you think, sugar what do you by think the John, Rolling Stones on repeat. I was going to say, John what do you think Mara, his number Mara, one Mara, artist is for John Mara? John Mara? Well, yeah. or how old is he? 60, 60, late 60s, I guess. He's probably, at the, or he at may, least. He, you know, you'd like to say he was a Doors man, but he's not cool. He's probably like the Beatles. He's probably just like really boring. Yeah, dude. or like John so. Denver or something. Yeah, yeah. A lot of like, Jimmy uh, Buffett. No. Oh, yeah. Boz Skaz. Like, I imagine John Mara's like <laughs> drunk at the bars, like, put on put on Margaritaville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. Rock or, out. Or, or he, well, maybe he's just a Steely Dan fan. I don't know. I don't think he's that hip. No, it's not that he doesn't understand the nuance and the technicality of that music, Colin. Oh, you don't you don't think Asia is his favorite album? I doubt it. Maybe he's like a that song Jack- has like Jackson seven Brown different time guy. signatures in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jackson Brown, possible. Yeah, yeah, I could see Jackson Brown in there. Maybe a a, a James Taylor. It's definitely that's, soft. That's yeah, James Taylor, a hundred percent. Taylor, James Taylor, hundred percent. But um, if I want the last thing I want to say about Tony is that I guess today they had asked him, or Dave had had mentioned to him that he wanted to do more gadget stuff with him, mm. and they asked Tony, and Tony was very excited about talking about it, or at least really? he, you know, smiled. He He's smiled the Joker, and he man. Looked happy. He was, he was into it. So that will happen, which I think is cool because we need to see Tony throw some touchdown passes this year. And I want to see stuff. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, 
Jason Garrett was awful. Um, and it was awful after that too, after he left, but like they still, the little bit of fun that we saw from him, it was pretty fun. So you, you have to think like, well, it's only going to get more insane. Like, I, mean, like, I want to see lose? stuff. I want to see stuff that the giants have never even thought of doing in their entire existence. I think you'll definitely see that. I think yeah. it is that. And, 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 you know, uh, the last thing I'll say on offense, just because you have to, is that Richie James and CJ Ward are both looking really good. And I know I yeah. asked you guys about Slayton. We didn't really get to it, but yeah. uh, I think Slayton's going to have some tough competition. Yeah. But uh, and, and for the sake of time, let's let's move on to defense. Um, yep. The coolest thing that, that, that I think, and, and, you know, we did a – we talked about Xavier McKinney last week, you know, at length about that interview he did. But it looks like he's going to be the defensive play caller over Martinez, which – I love because I love that yeah. this is sort of, and I, and I read that this is becoming, you know, McKinney's defense. And mm. I think that's good. And, you know, I want to buy his Jersey so bad, you, oh, but I won't. No, I don't won't. do it. Don't do it. I don't, do don't want to jinx him, man, but I, God, I'm I mean, so we, pumped for him. We've talked so about it. I don't think any of us can or will buy a current player's Jersey for the foreseeable future. It just can't happen. Yeah. Jinx it, man. Can't um, jinx him. But I, yeah. I think, oh, yeah, sorry. No, no, I was going to say, I think, I think the McKinney thing, is is great for the same reasons you said, but it's also in line with a lot of trends with more of the modern defenses. A lot of the play the play callers are turning to safeties and guys in the secondary. Um, so that just bodes well for the modernization of of the you know the scheme that you know we're we're seeing across the board. I think so. Yeah, I thought it's that was interesting. Cool well. I, I wonder how someone like uh, like Blake Martinez feels about it. Like I'm 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 sure you're never going to hear what he really thinks because he would love to call the defense, but. If he does know it's good, I mean, I mean, think about it. Safety, you're seeing more than the middle linebacker is every day of the week. So, of course, yeah. it makes sense for someone like that. Plus, on top of it, which is interesting, is like he is kind of quasi playing some linebacker type uh, packages. Uh, so, like, like he's he, – that, that same article, that long one that we read, uh, he was talking about how he was blitzing a whole lot more and he used to love yep. to do that in college. Yep. And so that's like, oh, which – blows because dane belton was was the free, uh the deep safety and i guess he broke his collarbone broke his collarbone so. today and you know another thing i wanted to bring up colin which you called so well was bringing back you know the spagnolo three safety thing based on what the personnel the giants had with belton julian love yeah. and mckinney and then we did end up seeing that a lot on the on the third and long day which i think was the third practice where mm -hmm. there were six um six defensive backs three safeties and then five guys rushing um with two, you know, two down linemen and then three linebackers. Uh, so, I mean, that, that, that was just cool to see again. And it, and it was interesting that you had called that a couple of weeks ago. Um, and, and that injury is, you know, sucks for this defense. But I think there's, there's young talent in the secondary that's going to step up. I think we, we've identified that. Darnay Holmes is another guy you could talk about oh. there who's, who's had an excellent, you know, camp so far. I think, you know, when it comes to the secondary, I, I, I'm going to, you know, people want to knock it, you know, since Bradbury left or whatever, you know, people forget Bradbury didn't have that Pro Bowl year last year like he did the year prior. So, I, I mean, I'm just really liking what I'm seeing, you know, from Wink Martindale and how things are shifting around. Um, so I think that's cool. And I think the secondary is not necessarily going to be as much a liability as people think, especially with an improved pass rush. And you got to love the kind of situations where, uh, you know, when you talk about I'm not going to the offense, but you know when you never hear the name of a, a left tackle during the game and you know that he's doing his job that way? Yeah. Same kind of thing's happening with Aaron Robinson out on the other side yep. uh, with, with um, uh, Dory. Actually, both of them. You're not really hearing either of their names, which means 
that, okay, yeah, maybe they're not getting interceptions, but they're also not being thrown on like crazy. So, hey, uh, do your job. Um, <laughs> what? I mean, that's cool, but what worries what? me a little more is that maybe the do offense just, like, isn't there where they're supposed to be. Well, yeah, I mean. But you want to give the defense credit, obviously. But it's hard, like, when you're kind of evaluating how the units are playing each other in training camp because, you know, you're like, oh, the defense is killing it. And then, mm-hmm. you know, on the back end, you have to be like, well, the offense, you know, doesn't look good. Yeah. Um, but I mean, either way, I, I, I love watching the defense and I always have. So the Giants are known for their defense over the years. So I guess, you know, I kind of lean in when the defense is playing well. It makes me feel good, you know. And you know how Wink Martindale, is, he, he must love his, uh, his Madden because if you're blitzing the house on th- every third down, that's something I've always wanted to do in that video game. And he's engaging every play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happens? Suicide. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what, what, anything else you guys want to want to touch on before we finish up? I mean, I had one thing that wasn't really related to like, you know, the play of, of either team or either, either squad, but, uh, uh what do you, what do you guys think about those like fun guardian caps that they have that they're wearing now? Oh, like I, I, is that a, is that a team mandate or a league mandate? It's a league mandate for certain positions. I, Hey, if it cuts down on the concussions with Hard. a little bit of an extra yeah cushion on there I, i'm for it and if it doesn't hinder their play i mean they look like absolute moron microphones but like you know they look You're, like giant microphone phones. i think it's funny though yeah. because okay so it's supposedly it's supposed to lower if two if two guys are wearing it, it's supposed to lower your chance of getting a concussion by 20 percent. wow they look stupid oh yeah why won't they wear them in a game yeah why is it the first two weeks of training camp they're mandatory and that's it because the nfl doesn't care about yeah. player safety because yeah. they look stupid and you know that they, the players, and it's always the players that have already retired who would be, uh, you know, uh, screaming about these kind of kinds of things. But the current players, they, they don't care. They care about what they look like. They care about like uh, um, the perceived aerodynamics of it. They don't want to be encumbered, so they're not really even thinking about it that much. It's kind of silly just to do it the first two weeks and then just say, "No, you're good." Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah J, J.J. Watt was really the guy who was like, this is the stupidest thing ever. You look like Did he? Dirt. Did he say yeah, that? I'm he was real, surprised. real pissed about it. I mean, huh. <laughs> That's dumb. I mean, like, you know, okay, so J.J. Watt's point was that he thought that because people had the had the idea that they were protected more, that they were going to leave at their helmet more. Mm. But in a game, that's 15 yards. So why would you do that either way? Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just think it's it's a funny thing for the NFL to mandate this in training camp and then move on from it and then add add an extra game to the season. It's I mean, the, it's, it's the all double, for show. It's all for it, show. And it's the, uh, what, what do you call it? Uh, the two-faced aspect of the league. They, they, they want to make you think like they're doing something to care about their yep. players, and then over here they're just making more money. So I mean, the COVID mask thing was, was another prime example of that. Where, <laughs> I almost you forgot know, about that, how insane like that you got to wear the mask on the sideline, but not in the game when you're, like, you know, breathing and spitting another guy's mouth, like, yeah. in front of you for open 40 plays or whatever it is you do. Yeah. Anything silly. Anything else tonight, guys? No, I don't think so. I uh, Preseason's coming, like I said. Can't okay. wait. Um, I've my my dad and I are going to be figuring out the games, uh, the five home games that we're going to have this year. So uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, the scheduling looks pretty good with my fall, where I, I don't think I'm going to really miss that many uh, that many games. Um, 
Is there a game during Fest? Uh, they're playing away at Seattle. I was actually nice. just looking at it today. However, I, I'm playing in Pennsylvania on on September 11th, uh, and that is the first. No, it's not a home game. Is it a home? No, it's an away We're game. No, yeah, yeah. either way, I hope I don't forget that you're playing that show. Yeah. Oh. Um, never, yeah, never I mean, um, we got our first preseason game next Thursday. That's crazy. How great is that? That's oh, great. Oh, man. I'm so nice that football's back. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm, but yeah, mm-hmm. guys, thanks for listening tonight. Don't forget to follow Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow us at BBU Podboys with the Z on Twitter. Don't forget to download the DraftKings app. Use promo code TPPN when you sign up. Pigskin Podnet on Twitter. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Thank you, Wa. <laughs> Thank you.